pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Pitch Please, the show where people who play games pitch ideas to people who make them. This week... I really like the idea that you just said there. Uh, uh, top Did you just forget my name? <laughs> <laughs> I tried uh, to. Do we all know each other's names, to be clear? Welcome to Pitch Please. My name's Alex, and I'm joined by developer Chris Hello. from Foggy oh, Box. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, beans that up. <laughs> no, you've, you've done a great job. You were, you were bang on for me there. Anyway, look, we're also joined by developer James Hello. from Catastrophic Overload. We're joined by Hi. Thomas, the ideas engine. Hi. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to time it right. I'm trying to time it right. I'm sorry. And we're also joined. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> Amazing. That's Rhythian. That's, that's me. back. Yeah. Back at it Some again. Some guy. That's, that's when you know they're like scraping the bottom barrel for content when they invite me back <laughs> on, honestly. guests. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, we've had Matthew Castle on ago. God knows how many times yeah. now. How's it going? Good, good. Yeah. Um, when you invited me on, I was panicking for like two days. I was like, I, I have no idea. I don't have, I, I have no idea what to say. I was like, uh, uh, Dune, uh, Dune game, uh, uh, Dune. But they're like, yeah. Just looking but eventually, around eventually things I thought you've of seen recently. Well, no, yeah. you, you've pitched a game before. I have, yeah. And it was great. Uh, last game, uh, and this is where we put in like a link in the description to like previous Rhythian episode. It was uh, Sean Connery's Sorcerer's Apprentice. Sorcerer's <laughs> Apprentice. Yeah. The VR yeah. game. Which I thought was, uh, sounded pretty cool. I think that was our, our own like a VR award the initial pitch was a VR game right I thought you were gonna say original idea then (laughs) (laughs) and and this time you've you've arrived with an even better idea right well I hope so is that right I thought it I thought it sounded like a cool idea okay Uh, so first off the bat how many of you guys have played Final Fantasy 12 12 no which one's that 12 is the um, the Ivalice one uh, Vaughn Balthier Bosch uh, Ash Fran the bunny girl with the butt. Now I, okay. Is that an online one? Or is that a- <laughs> no, it's not the online one. Uh, uh, but it like has more... It doesn't have a combat system as in you go into a different screen. It, you just run around and fight. Oh, right. Okay. Um, the point of that is because the way you fight in that game is a system called Gambit, which sets... Basically, you tell your party members what to do, such as like party member below 50% HP equals cast cure. Right. Or like okay. enemy spotted attack, you know, with sword, flyer, cast blizzard, that type of thing, right? Okay. So I I wanted something like that, because I had the idea of a Metroidvania, Mega Man, platformer, castle thing imaging, like, I played Metroid Dread recently, so it was Metroid uh-huh. kind of thing. 
where you are this uh, robot or android or, or or something and you start with like a blank memory uh with just like the basic code of like explore and grow mm-hmm. and as you wait grow. like in all metrovanias as you kill more things you get uh, stuff and weapons and the like and then you kill your first boss and you get like uh like a packet of code that now allows you to code something in for example like when I see yellow door shoot in like missile, which can then open the yellow door. And uh-huh. later on you get to the place where like, oh, I defeated this monster bus. Now I have um like hover mode. So then like hover at uh like a hole or lava or whatever. So you eventually unlock more things that you program yourself as a robot to unlock ways to bypass the problem. Now, it could be very simple. That's just flavor flavor for the Metroidvania. But right, I was okay. thinking, like, you literally get some sort of if-then uh, type of system, like the Gambits from Final Fantasy XII. Yeah. So, literally, like, you walk up to door and, like, if spot yellow missile, then shoot three missiles. Or if, if flyer attack, uh, equip X and shoot. So that uh-huh. eventually... A lot of the base gameplay of the Metroidvania, just running around, is like automated. So in the beginning, you go through a zone and it's like difficult. You have to manually do everything. And then later on, you pass through on the way back and you've got all these like codes set up in your in your brain, in your robot brain, where all of that is done for you automatically. So you just run and then you just see your character do all these things because you've programmed it ahead of time. So you can like give yourself better efficiency for doing things. And then gradually, okay. as you go on, the whole gimmick of this is code, this is your brain, you can work with that in regards of like having enemies be able to corrupt you. You can swap out individual pieces of code in your brain to do different things. You can do like hard mode, like you unequip the ability to save to free up more spots. Well, so okay, kind of things. Before we get before we get too deep into it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can okay. keep like, going. But yeah, let's go. We start let's with go. the the initial idea of that kind of like the Metroidvania style game, yeah. where you are essentially like creating or like applying if statements to your yes. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have two questions. One is, yeah. uh, am I, uh, uh, is the player physically typing out code? And no, no, no. Okay, you right. set up it's, code. It's like I mean, I guess you, you could in theory, but like that, that would mean that people will have to learn how to code. Um, yeah. In Final Fantasy XII, it's like literally a list of like drop-down menus. Yeah. So like if C, and then you have a list of like yellow door, red door, blue door, like flyer enemy, ground enemy, underground, and then then equals shoot this, use this ability or whatever. And um, my second question was, at the, so at the start, you, you set this thing up. Are you then watching the character do it? Or do you have any control, like, manually yeah. over the character? You, you have base mm. control, just from, from the beginning. Because I think, okay. like, uh, the idea well, like is left, that in the right, beginning... Jump. Yeah, well, you can still... Yeah, yeah, you have the basic how to play a Metroidvania controlled from the very beginning. I think, like, maybe your brain starts with a base level of, like, movement and combat program, and then each step you get is, like, you know, find a floppy disk or whatever, and you, like, upgrade yourself to learn more advanced things, including more automation and more efficiency. Like, maybe maybe later on you get, you find, like, a program that, okay, I can automatically shoot flyers, and then later on you find a more efficient mm-hmm. code, which shoots it with less ammo or faster or whatever. This... I don't know why, but the idea of like a turret defense game comes to mind where you are like a moving platform for different turrets. So you're almost like the code that you're setting into your brain is like, okay, 
automatically fire at this type of enemy when you see it. And there's like a certain portion of your brain that you can devote to that. And as you're running around, you're almost like equipping and unequipping these different turrets. And the more you can... Yeah, no, I can imagine like, okay, I'm going into the, the lava zone, right? I'm not going to need to worry about uh, flyers here because they're all like lava yeah, pieces exactly. or whatever. So we can unequip this part of the code, which freezes up to blah, 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 blah. Um, there's, have you guys played Transistor? The yeah. um, Supergiant yes, game? Yeah, yeah that yeah. has a thing as well where you have like limited amount of RAM. Mm. And um, you equip different parts of it and you combo it and so on. Maybe you could go that far, but if not, just the idea of like you have X amount of space for what kind of automation and efficiency and abilities you want to use and you swap them in and out. Yeah. I like the idea of uh, treating these microchips and all these statements and bits of code as a resource in a way where maybe you have a load of different commands for if this, then shoot, if this, then open, whatever. But maybe you only have one thing that says red crystal or whatever, or, or red object. So you put that in, if red, then shoot, but then you come to a red door and you're like, oh shit, I need to swap things around. I think yeah. near, was it near Automata? Near Automata is a, also an inspiration. Yeah. That has the whole thing where you are an Android and you have abilities to like, unequip things and so on i mm. remember seeing a clip right. of someone like unequipping their their life and then they just die game over yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. every thing. single yeah. element of your character nice. you can yeah. equip and unequip that and it's pretty cool video yeah. um, kojima that doesn't it that, i really yeah, like the idea that you just said there uh uh top because it's like did you just forget my okay a little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, I tried to. It's been but... two years. <laughs> Do we all know each other's yeah, names? Just to be clear, uh, the guy in the old drummer. Go ahead. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> the uh, the idea that you only have a certain amount of if statements, for example, or uh, putting a resource on that that makes you have to think creatively. So if we imagine that our brain is sort of this node-based system for creating code, that you might be like, okay, mm -hmm. if red door fire missile but i only have one if so i actually also need it to do this so uh, i also need to do a double jump to avoid this lava pit so then you'd be like every time you see a red door you end up doing a double jump so you've got to almost be on your toes and remember what if statements you set to not yeah. kill yourself accidentally yeah. so the, you might the limitations end up with a really like uh taped together sort of brain of like i do these all these really crazy actions each time i see a red door but it's the only way that i can optimize in order to get through this dungeon or this maybe uh, you can maybe you can build like chain stuff which so like well, if see a red door shoot missile if shoot missile crouch if crouch roll yeah, into exactly. bomb and you yeah. have a chain thing that might get too complicated well, that, but early on that might be cool I like the idea of the boss battles, kind of like the Mega Man style boss battles. You go into this room, maybe you don't have necessarily direct control over your character where you can move around and jump and stuff, but it is just a mm. a event where you just watch your code play out. And the, the first boss, he has one move, he dashes across the bottom of the room. And you just say, right, when I see his eyes flash red, then jump. And you just see him just jump, shoot, jump, shoot, jump, shoot, and you, you fight the boss. And then towards the end, it's this mega chain of all these different events that are going on. <laughs> and maybe if there's like conflicting code or something, your robot just shuts down and it's like, well, shit, <laughs> I've just... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I have this idea of like you, 
you start with something simple as that. Or most likely, you go into the bathroom, have no idea what's going to happen. You go out and you see, oh, this guy is a dasher and a freezer. That means, and then you die, respawn, and you yeah. set up your code, mm-hmm. like, this time I'm going to go in and I'm going to have mm-hmm. it. And then you've got, like, aha, the jump for the dash and the, the shield for the freeze or whatever. Yeah. Do, do like you that. see... But, sorry, Tom. No, you go. I just said I like it. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, do you see this playing out uh, as in you just re- replay levels each time or boss encounters to try and get the right combination? Or could we do something like a bit like a bullet time kind of thing where you kind of go into a mode where time slows down, you go quick, make adjustments on the fly? How hmm. do you see it working? I didn't imagine adjusting on the fly. I was thinking more like, you know, in Hollow Knight, you sit down on a bench and then you yeah. equip your charms and so on, mm, and mm. then you go in. Um, but I suppose there's nothing to say that you can't change out your code. I think that would um, lead to more, a lot more flashier moves, like in the middle of fight, pause, change out, then they're like, oh, he's going to phase two, pause, get rid of that one, because that was for phase one, let's set into phase two stuff, mm. go, go, go. That maybe could you're going to have maybe. two different states, or you have two separate uh, code sets, and yeah, maybe. that's what you can do. Oh, maybe there's one more like swap them out. Call like root code, ah. and then one that is like surface level code. Or you, you can throw in all these crazy programming terms. I'm not a programmer. I, don't <laughs> yeah. I, just I like throw the combination with uh, like hardware as well. Maybe yeah, you've got two sets of code, but you've got like a set of jumpers on your back or something. So yeah. you you toggle a switch and it's set go to set B or something. So that could work. I I, 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 I kind of after saying it don't necessarily like the idea of completely changing all the code on the fly during mm. a boss battle it's like you kind of want to have like a, a bit of strategy and be like okay mm. this is my setup this is my loadout of code mm. go and attempt this section yeah. yeah but then the idea that you could have a uh, option b quick or swap a, like swapping a weapon like yeah. just change mm. you yeah know. Yeah, so you have like different code blocks that you have to switch out, but then perhaps in, in order to do that, you need to it requires you to like reboot. So mm, there's maybe yeah, a small maybe you have downtime. some downtime. Maybe Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's quite kind of cool. Just, yeah. yeah, which is like so okay. I need I need to do this right now, but it's very dangerous. So I have to pick the exact right moment in the middle of a fight to do it. Yeah, mm. most because most games don't let you change your setup in mid combat. Like Diablo three doesn't, Hollow Knight doesn't. Um, I mean. With Metroid, you, you can change, but like any games that have sort of setups like that, they usually don't let you change. That you do that in like save rooms or whatever. Mm. Um, so I assume there's a reason for that because like you feel like, all right, I'm going up against this boss. He has three faces. The first boss is really easy if I use magic, um, but mm-hmm. later on he's immune to magic. So if I skip that, maybe then phase two will be easier. But then phase three requires mobility, and then you yourself have to make a choice. All right, what do I want? Do I need triple jump here? Or or can I just equip like the, the passive durability bonuses like because mm. that takes the thing or whatever? Yeah, I think the the bosses in their phases. I feel like that the robot itself should have like a combat mode, a scouting mode, a mobility mode, or something like mm. that. And mm. if if you code it right, I feel like you should be able to. Oh, I say code it right. I mean, if you put if the you, things in the right places, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you set yourself like up right. Yeah, every phase should be beatable with any uh like loadout that you've got. You think so? Um, yeah. And it would be kind of cool to see, like, oh, this boss was beaten with a mobility mode. That's yeah, impossible. Yeah, yeah. He has so yeah, many missiles. Yeah. It's crazy. Speedruns and stuff, you know. <laughs> that, yeah. That's the thing about with the setup as well. Like, you have stuff like, um, like, Nilesy uh, finished Hollow Knight without using charms. Like, not a single charm. And he finished okay. It, which sure. would 
took him forever and it was painful but that's the kind <laughs> right. of thing he does right so it's, uh, I just is that like the like he set himself finished a, on the donkey yeah Kong soul level one dark souls yeah yeah it's like yeah. a self set challenge mode okay so in this one like okay well what if i i never upgrade my ram like i only have the base level ram so you, you have that as an mm-hmm. ability for people to challenge themselves or whatever and you put in achievements and stuff mm-hmm carrots i was thinking about like having maximum amount of code you can have on your on your person i almost don't like that idea you want to have an um, infinite amount of code almost an infinite amount but if, if we are treating these these modules that you get as a resource we could dark souls it and say when you die you lose oh. some amount you have to get your body back oh, to regain the microchips but then it gets to a point then it gets to a point where <laughs> I've died. Like sometimes it fits. <laughs> I've died so many times that I now have zero abilities. Oh, <laughs> in <geez>. which case, <laughs> uh, in which case the game is impossible. So we should it, always it, have it's base a balance. Yeah, you'd, okay. you'd, you'd have yeah, to have really like ba- yeah. moving, have- jumping, shooting. Right? Well, can we should we talk about like the, if we strip it down to the really basic functions? Like you have devs. Please, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like an idiot now talking about trying to talk about basic programming mm-hmm. uh, in front of you guys. But there are different kinds of um, what would you call them? Like in programming, like the different kind of statements you can have. Right? There's like the if statement and There's the else or and, and where, while and so on. Yeah, the else while and all these kind of things. So in my head, at least, it's split into two different things. There's the statements, the type of statement itself, which is like if, else, while, for that kind of thing. And then also whatever code is in between that. And the difficulty can be ramped up or like the content of the game can be changed by like allowing you to get different kinds of statements as you progress and different kinds of stuff within like within those statements. You know, does that make sense? No. So so for example, (laughs) if you're going to open a door, right, perhaps all you start off with is the ability to to have a basic if function. Right. Okay, so you go up to the door and you and you have like you have two abilities. You have like an if function and you and you say, okay, so if I see the door, then and within that you have the you have the option to open it. Okay. That's that's one of the things that you can equip. If door open, right? Mm-hmm. But then there might be a door that you can't open. You have to smash through it. And so okay. to do that, you need to have the smash ability. So you can have if door uh then smash. Okay, but but what if you come to a level where there's a door that you have to open and then directly after there's a door that you have to smash? In my head, the way this could work then is that you basically have to then unlock the ability to have a different kind of statement. For example, like if this is correct, like there's um it's like a switch statement, right? Yeah. Which is well, basically so- like having it's like multiple ifs. It if allows you to be like you can just do if okay, door open yeah. else smash. Basically, yeah. the idea is like having the part, giving yeah. you different kinds of statements as you progress to make the curve go up in terms of like the amount of different things that you have to that you have to program in um, to make it to make it harder, like to make it more complicated and to make the I don't know if that's overly complicating it. Well, I think that's part of it. I think that is part of it. Like gradually as you go, you will require more and more purely navigational abilities to like make it pass like if you know thing is really high up there if you can't reach initiate grappling hook or whatever you know like that sort of thing yeah, uh, you need yeah. more and more of it and i think the balance will always be like how much navigational abilities do you need so that you can actually go where you need to go and how much can you then put into combat that uh, you know makes your combat better for some because I think baseline, like Chris said, I think a good idea is like every boss should be beatable with just a basic attack. It might take you forever, but like it should be doable, you know, as 
if nothing else, just for like fun runs. Like, hey, I didn't even upgrade and beat the game. But something like that. But you have the choice yourself of what you want to upgrade, right? That I, Now, that's not like revolutionary. Like, there's usually like a limit by how many, you know, Hollow Knight, you could X amount of charm notches or whatever. But yeah. the idea of like it being used for multiple things rather than just combat could be something. Um, and the idea of it being, um, because it's all in code and RAM and stuff in your head, to me means that like you can go like a bit meta with it if you want um, and break fourth wall if you need to, if that's what you kind of want to feel like into. Or just something like that, like someone is like putting in a bug in your system, like one of the bosses, like, or someone shuts down like half of your brain. And all of a sudden, like the next area, you have to do without being able to jump because someone's like corrupted your jump function. You have to make your way through the entire next area without jumping to break it back and so on. So like it limits, like they could do ways to like take it away from you so that all of a sudden you can't do stuff you could do before Mm. uh, and the like. Yeah, Yeah. this this makes me think a little bit of like, Tom, do you know when we like, this is this game has come up a few times on on uh, Twitch, please. But uh, and thankfully Matthew's not here now. But Dungeon Daddy, yeah, like, the good stuff that we were talking about that, like that we really liked, like having like what was it like the hundred percent like baby run? Yeah, the the scout baby run. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like the idea that you just kind of like you have <laughs> Chris. Chris is remembering it. <laughs> but the way that you can just have like the potential for all these different kinds of like weird runs like weird playthroughs. Yeah, I mean, if, if really you're cool. going to make the game as open as you literally are designing every single element of what your character can do, I think people are going to find some crazy ways to play it uh, that may or may not be intentional. Um, yeah, mm. so it'll probably be broken. <laughs> yeah. I'm also worried that there will be, like people will just look up guides and say like, okay, once you reach X, input these and the game is effortless and you just go. Uh, but yeah. I mean, in some ways that's good right like this is where i was going to say i don't know if everything should be automatic i think you still need to have a level of skill-based play so you might have a bunch of passive uh you know memory modules but you'd also have a bunch of uh you know ones that you you have to trigger yourself so you know be it be it a weapon be it a you know you assign this code block to to a you know, if jump has to, you know, you might then assign jump to left trigger or something. You know, you could yeah. maybe maybe you can play with play with actually how you keybind it as well. But yeah. I think there needs to be some platforming in this. Is what I'm yeah, getting. Yeah, the yeah. Sense well, my of. my entire be- idea was like before you unlock like manually shoot like automatically shoot all flyers with anti flying mm. gun you have to make your way through an entire level full of flyers and you have to do them all manually and kill them and avoid them and so on. And then finally you beat the end, big giant super bird, you kill the bird, you have anti-bird program. And then now you get the satisfaction (laughs) of going all the way back through, seeing your robot just automatically shoot them all as you go. And you're like, yeah, I I feel like that's less for me. That's less rewarding than, um, figuring out how to kill those things in the first place just through the code rather than actually doing it as a it reminds me a little bit of like in the um in the ascent like you'll get these really absurdly difficult bosses that take fucking ages to kill there's a there's like a flamethrower spider thing and it took me literally like 90 minutes of just Jesus. like retries over and over to kill it and then afterward like whenever you kill them it fills in um like a log in your journal and the information on the log tells you its weaknesses and how to kill it. Right. Um, so there's no good. passive bonus. And, and I'm just always like, knowledge. could you not have just told me that like after I died for the first time or when I encountered it for the first time? No, no. Like there's nothing. You just have to, you have to figure. And I guess in a way that's kind of cool because you have to, it forces you to figure out the weaknesses yourselves. But I really like the idea of 
having that stuff programmed to begin with. And I feel like you're taking away the reward, the rewarding feeling if you being able to program that stuff is just a reward for beating it in the first place manually. True, but without that, there's not a lot of progress. Like if if you just have that set already, like if if someone someone gets something like you read it on a web page or or just because you're like you figure out yourself because you're genius, which great, then you eliminate all the challenge of the game. Like you, if you figure out ahead of time, aha, this is how to defeat them. Then all of a sudden, the entire bird area is just boring because they just die because you figured out the code to immediately kill them because. And then, and then you just go through and it's something, and then at the end you kill a boss, and then I guess you get a other reward, and it's not as I don't know. Um, I feel like you have to have. I feel like you have to get. I feel like you have to get progress, right? There needs to be challenge that eventually gets overcome through abilities. The way Mega Man works is that every boss you beat gives you a weapon that yeah. is super effective against another boss. And granted, sometimes you could get a weapon. You, I mean, it never tells you what it's good against. No, but you, you could then go online. Yourself, basically, you could yeah. then go online and be like, "Oh shit, this weapon is strong against something I killed ages ago yeah, and spent ages Penguin's trying to kill." Good against Flame Leviathan or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's uh, and yeah. there's some that are just odd. Like there's no way of really figuring it out except it yeah. does more damage for no reason. Um, but I mean, if if we went with the RAM slot thing, you get more RAM slots and you're able to do yeah. that. But I feel like there is some form of reward for beating this hard area and knowing that th- what you get out of it is the ability to progress through, uh, through future areas that are similar so much easier. Yeah. Like you have to put in a, a load right. of work to pass these areas so that the next time you encounter an area like this, it's much easier. Yeah, I think um, the core of the game for me is it's still a Metroidvania. It's, it's still Hollow Knight. It's still Metroid. Like you are, you start with little kill bosses to get more abilities, more ways to move. Just the twist, so to speak, like the gimmick is the whole coding thing. And I think that could be really cool. And I think the automation thing of like some things now become automatic and easy is a way to deal with like, oh, you've gotten such a powerful gun you could just shoot them all rather than having to attack its three different weak points to shatter its armor and then kill it. Yeah. Like now you just like you have a code to mm. automatically kill it faster, or or it just shoots the three points automatically. You just don't have to do it yourself manually and skill wise. Um, but in the in the core of the game is Metroidvania, really. Yeah, I just wanted to ask what. Do people imagine the interface for the coding thing is like? Is it a list of things where it says if, and then there's a drop down, and then it says then, then there's a drop down? Is there in my head? Nodes? It's like a node. Yeah, yeah, it's nodes. But also, do you okay. do you have everything unlocked at the start? Like, if I say if door, then open, or have I got to if I got to walk up to a door and I discover doors? Like, I know it sounds stupid, but <laughs> you could obviously if there's something big. That's down how I line, think it should. That's how I think it should be done. Like, is it your as you're as you're experiencing like finding these new things, these new objects and new weapons, you uncover the, the code for them. Yeah, I think experimentation so you don't even have to open a door is, to begin with. Good as yeah, well. I, I imagine the, the yeah. robot being like blank memory. So it doesn't know what's like beyond the first square two D or whatever room you're in, mm. you don't know anything. So you need to see an enemy first or see an obstacle first before you can program it. So you can't start in the room and then immediately have set up like a way to kill the last boss because you don't know anything mm-hmm. about the last boss is or any boss. You need to see yeah. the boss first to figure out, aha, this is um, like a burrowing earthworm or whatever. Okay, how then the earthworm shows up as a 
node or drop down or however we want to do the UI for the interface to choose and program. I think maybe the gimmick is that like you remember what you've seen even if you restart like your program it spits out a new Android and you have to say well whatever we I don't know if right. we need like a rule for how we respawn or whatever but the idea <laughs> is like you remember what you've seen and now you can program that in in your code. Do we confine what they can put in each bit so could i in theory go if door then door like <laughs> are we are we you do they could, have, but I imagine that that just nothing happens. would happen what happens exactly well, then what you, do you, do? You, you, you sort of start miming you, i think yeah. is the uh pretend you try <laughs> to become a door. door because i think like you, you zoom in and his father is you the, yeah, yeah. Right. the problem the problem with that is is that you walk up to a door how how do you learn how to open something like, do you walk up to it, go door, I, and oh, I'm, it must be openable? Like, that's the issue, I is think, there gaining knowledge? I think everything that you are, you should be able to scan and write it to memory. Right. And with the memories of the things that you get, if you scan a door, you've got the door command, and you mm. can now do stuff with that. Mm-hmm. Doors open, you've got the open command. Maybe the bosses is all just a bullet hell that you have to avoid everything for as long as you can until you can finally scan this boss. And then when you scan it, yeah, you've got I this like code that. that you input, and it's like, right, mm. I've spent like uh, like 45 seconds dodging this hell, but now I've scanned it, I've now got this code yeah. to put in that I can switch in now, weak spot, shoot, head, avoid, dash, yeah, yeah, jump, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. And then you just let the guy go after if you've finally exposed, taken all this information. door. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we want a door or something, yeah. You could use the, 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 I don't know, whatever story to, to explain away why this robot knows what open is. Maybe they're in a, in a lab, they're being experimented on, and they've got a few base commands that someone's loaded in. And so they mm. know what open they they they've gone through the runner. I mean, and done maybe a maze. maybe just some of the simple like that... maybe just like you you press button, you press a button on the door. I mean, maybe that like the, the baseline command is he knows that much. It says he open. Shoot the, a, yeah, it can you just read. press the button. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, there might be some base like interact type thing going on. Um, to and the get final the, thing, if door then door. You know, the final thing you do is learn how to door. And that's it. <laughs> and then once and you do the black. door, and then the character turns to the screen, and the screen opens the, screen the door. Oh, and the my end. Oh my God. God. And all the bosses are there <laughs> at a party, and it was all about the friends you made along the way. Yeah, that's the true meaning of door. <laughs> Going back to what Tom was saying about the um, the boss fights, I really like the idea of like scanning. Like, if for example, you like, maybe you have to hold out, but the like the longer you hold out, the more scan information you get. Yeah, so it could be be a kind of like perhaps you only hold out for 10 seconds to begin with. That gives you just enough information. Maybe you see a bar on top of your screen, like scan, filling up. Yeah, you go to the last boss and you start scanning, scan, filling up, and it's super slow. One percent, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) oh god, you know, and you have to survive for like at at 10%, you learn his weakness, but then at you know, 80%, you learn his big weak spot. So it's yeah, 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 like you get how far do you want to try and survive until you can. That's kind of cool because then it like it means that you you're gaining the information you're gaining the information by scanning and like having that that bullet hell gameplay but then you still have to figure out how to execute that information properly how to like use that. I really love the idea that if you die you might see a console log that yeah. shows every command or everything that you've done and then it goes like ended here yeah. and you might be able to then look at it and go oh I did an if jump door 
thing and that's yeah. why I died and that I tried to really, door yeah. the door again oh, <laughs> I tried to door <laughs> <jump> the door <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I, mean, I, I think, like the yeah. idea of, like you were saying, how do we imagine this being done? I, yeah, I think node-based works, but also there's a part of me that kind of wants the individual bits of the robot. Like you can go into the gun and you can customize exactly what a shot is, or you go into the right hand and you've got different commands for that. You go into the legs and you've got, you know, while running dash or jump mm. or whatever. And on the right, screen while yeah. you're running around these levels, you've got a little icon of the all the individual parts and you can see the code playing out bit by bit by bit. Yeah. So when oh, that in sounds the, satisfying. In the yeah. final like levels of the game, I mean there's code just flying through yeah, constantly. Yeah. Um it's but, a code yeah, hell. But maybe even <laughs> just to make the the combat and the actual gameplay of it uh more fun, no offense. Uh <laughs> like the customization of the weapon entirely, you can you can say, right, here's a list of things that happen when you when I press the shoot button and Option one, charge, then charge again, then charge again, mm -hmm. then fire twice, then charge, then fire. And mm. that all plays out when you click the shoot button once. Or maybe there's like a split shot or rockets or yeah. something like that. And and maybe it gets to a point where you click the shoot button and it's just a barrage of hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think it could be really cool yeah. um, seeing the different things I mean, that people have I think built the, weapon-wise. I think the, the code part is what makes this unique. But ultimately, it needs to be a satisfying Metroidvania Mega Man to play and run around and jump and shoot and do cool moves. Like, mm. this is like the upgrade system and the stuff that makes it unique. But ultimately, it should just be fun to play. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Chris, you, you had something to say a second ago. Sorry. Yeah, it was a bit of sort of a mishmash of everyone's things. Like what Tom was saying with, you know, having weird barrages because they're automatically linked to each other. I was thinking the same thing of like you have an update loop where anything in that is automatically triggered because maybe you get really bored of opening doors. So you, you know, if door, then open. So as you run out a door, because it's in your update, you'd have to press a button. But you could also have stuff which right. is relied on button presses. Or, mm. you know, if pressed down, does something. Then you have an if release and it does something else. Maybe mm. instead of having to press jump twice, you now do, okay, what I'm going to do to make my run, my life easier is on the press down, I jump. When I release, I jump again. So I always double jump. And you're like, okay, well, that's, that's, you know, maybe that's how I do that. Or maybe, but you should have limited um, sort of bandwidth for the update loops. So it's, mm. you kind of have to pick and choose where you want those certain things. The other thing I was thinking of is about having the the, the chipsets that you, you get or however you want to do it. I don't know, fucking USBs or whatever you want. Yeah, floppy um, disks or whatever. You, <laughs> you program stuff onto them and you, you load them in like switching guns, right? So you're like, okay, I need to change to my fast fire. So you, mm. you like unload that, and you, but you pre-program that to do that. Pre-programming your guns or whatever. Yeah, they're, they're and blank. And you swap between them. So you could yeah. you see could the good program your own. Just pulls out one yeah. USB disc in with another. Oh, I love this. I <laughs> love the imagery of like, like Chappie just slamming, yeah. slamming discs into his forehead. So you could, <laughs> so you could program <laughs> a shotgun that's just like, okay, so this is just, the basic pistol was like, if, you know, shoot, then fire, bullet. But then you yeah. could mm. have like, you know, effectors on that so you're like okay if bullet and you're like duplicate three times and like split or whatever spread, the, yeah for spread, and then yeah, it becomes yeah. you've made your own shotgun but then you could also change to like you know you could add different attachments on by adding like extra functions here and there yeah or, but that's how i think you should do it is then you have blank chips and you you program these things and you kind of hot swap them in and out for the situation yeah in the fast really. pace moments yeah, that could work. Are we are we presuming this is like some sort of transformer type robot? So you never pick Someone's up hardware 
Uh, it's Optimus Prime. Okay. <laughs> or well, truck. Maybe, uh, maybe the <laughs> truck, yes. If, if I mean, door that- blast through with the truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's all no problem. Yeah. Uh, I, I was imagining like Chappie, you know, for the, you know, the film Chappie? Mm, yeah, that kind yeah. of guy. He's kind of like humanoid, yeah. but like he, he's a bit like, he looks a bit junkyardy, kind of maybe yeah, falling James, apart a little bit. Were you talking about more like situational where it's like, like big gap turn to bird like mode and you're like transforms with wings or some shit well I was more thinking in just in terms of like sorry that wasn't have... that wasn't meant to sound so <laughs> just, just the word I chose like, it some shit like... yeah. it wasn't meant to sound As so in, derogatory do you just have like one uh, like gun arm the whole game and then that changes or do you pick up replacement hardware I'd like the idea because you're a robot you can change yourself physically as well like mm. gradually as you upgrade like yes you upgrade yourself with code but maybe you literally pick up jet boots and that's because that's a physical thing you can't code your robot feet to all of a sudden mm. shoot out jets but you might actually find that and be able to upgrade that so can that you then both code the jet boots do they have a yes slot once like, you get the I jet boots hover. on they're not a physical thing and then you like you know, pull the wires and then now all of a sudden you can code your jet books to activate when you see a big gap. Mm. So not so much transform into bird, but activate jet boots so that you can That's where I think the, the the chip, the USBs, what again, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. should be finite. So you're okay, like, okay, I'm not going to use one in my arm. I need to use that yeah. for my jet mm. boots. So I'm going to yeah. write the code on that, put that in the jet boots. So it's like every time I hold A, I hover now. Or every time I hold A, I've chosen to do a big like jet boost jump. Yeah. Um, mm. when sort of figure so it's out kind of like experimental yeah. quality of lifestyle things that you can have, you have a limited space to like perform those actions and yeah. limited or like at some okay. point like you stand there and oh god this is like a cliff I cannot jump there so then maybe like okay well I need either to pick up the wall jump uh, ability and program that to be used like when touch wall jump off rather than you know or or jet boots specifically as an upgrade to be able to go up there because you can't and if you walk up there and you don't have those equipped you can't so you need to go back and make sure they are equipped for they to be even doable mm. that's the thing I, I i love the idea of like all, all of the the million like the millions of like really really annoying things that can go wrong when you're coding that you just forget <laughs> but like because c- com- computers are like i guess in a way really intelligent but really stupid at the same time right so you still have to... If you, you miss a semicolon, like, they don't get it. Like, that semicolon was important. That's what I mean, yeah. No, 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 The computer is only as stupid as the person who wrote the program. Because bugs bugs aren't made by the computer. They're doing what you've told them to do. Yes, exactly. They're, like, they're but, doing it to, yeah. the, to the letter. But the computer isn't smart enough to realize I meant to put in a semicolon there. Come on. Well, then like, you should have done it. Uh, but every, every <laughs> other piece of code <laughs> has had mean, the semicolons. Right. Yeah. Why would you I skip it really there? You have really specific. Computer, pl- so like, please yeah. read the implication <laughs> it was an implied semicolon. Chris is just yeah, really that's, hoping that's that when the robot uprising happens, they listen to this episode of the podcast. <laughs> hey, I, say, I say thank you to my Google. We're all dead, Chris. But yes, but like, what I mean is like, basically there's unintended effects of, of something of code that you have put together. So, for example, then Rhythm, what was you're saying about like when you sit when you touch a wall, jump or wall jump. Mm. Like that could that could have like quite disastrous effects because you you're not always gonna want a wall jump every time you encounter yeah. a wall. Like well, you might I, I imagine that being, you might want to climb it, you might want to 
I imagine that being something that is almost very much intentional. Like you you unlock yeah, the wall jump ability and you go, oh, hell yes. I'm going to put it in every time I touch a wall. And then, oh, but he keeps, oh, why is he every time? Oh, you know, and then it's a problem. And you're like, oh, I got I to gotta fix that. You know? um, what, so are we still going with the approach of you can only swap out at campsites or yeah, safe areas? Yeah, whatever they're called. Uh, yeah. Because I'm a little worried about uh, traveling through a level, you move five feet, oh, I need to go into my code again and swap it out. Then you move five feet, oh, mm. I need to swap my code out. Yeah, um, I think there needs we, to be limitations. How do we scout the level in advance? Or, or maybe that's a thing. You I think that's part of it. You see the entire level you ahead of you and you're like, check the right. level, reach up, okay, I can't do anything there, but I think I might be able to do something if I equip jet boots. Uh, and then like, well, I haven't been to the right side here. You got the right side. It's like, ah, okay, this pair seems fine, but it sure would be helpful if I had ice missiles to deal with all of those. And then you go back to the, the campsite or... We'll have to figure out the flavor eventually. Yeah, sure, yeah. And you sit down and you go like, all right, I'm going to need jet boots and I'm going to need ice missiles for this room. Swap out in quickly. Bum, 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 bum. Ah, that means I have to unequip like roll roll ball or whatever, but that's fine. I'm not going to need that in this area. And so right. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think the way to do it might be just you can't change it during combat. Other times hmm. you can change it any other time. Or if you've engaged in combat, you tr- you can try and change it, but you'll just die. Right, okay. It's real time. Yeah, no, so, I was just wary of like this high octane gameplay. And you're like, yeah, I'm constantly blasting pause. everything. I don't have a pause. pause in yeah, the pacing. Yeah, exactly. You could hot swap with like the D pad, like down is your boots, left and right. For yeah, your you arms. have you have maybe you could, like you could have hot. Well, that's something you mentioned before. Like you have like stances or sets or whatever. Mm. Like two yeah. or three, you can swap between. You know, you can have your double jump stance. But also your like yeah. juggernaut stance where you can crash into things or whatever, you know? Yeah. I think um, that works. I will, you swap that on left and right on D-pad. I, I just really want to see the animation of Chappie. Yeah, yeah, he like, will do that. Re- like, like, in, do instead of when a gun just like slamming he, he just, like, his left arm into his head. Just, just like slams it into the back of his head, you know? Also, he changes <laughs> color. Of course. Oh, yeah. of course. God. Good. Okay, Good. nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Um, all right, look, we're... we're we kind of need to finish up. All right. But I feel like we've, we've talked about this a lot. Like, it's Tom, a lot of gameplay, mostly. What is this to you? This, to me, uh, it's actually one of two things for me at the moment. Uh, okay. it, I mean, it's a Metroidvania. It's a Mega Man Metroidvania-y sort of robot upgrade-y game uh, where mm. either um, the two choices for me are there's a lot of code and it's, you know, literally if door open, if enemy shoot, if ball jump, if mm-hmm. spike trap hover at 20% for five seconds before <laughs> dropping, then activate again for a double jump. Like, I, I, I feel like if it's that way, cool, it, it works. Not really a Metroidvania in that sense. It's more of just a mm-hmm. watch your code play out, kind of like that turtle game where you draw lines across a board, um, yeah. which is cool. I yeah. think that's that's a version of it that I think would be really fun. Alternatively, mm-hmm. it's it leans more into the Metroidvania and gives you not as fine control, but you can you can change how all of your equipment works. So you say, right, I've got my gun, it fires three times, then it charges and then it shoots a, a, another bullet that splits. And that could be really cool that to, to program the gun in a certain way. Or maybe you get the jet boots and they have a set amount of commands and you say, well, when I use my jet boots, I want it to hover across the ground. Or when I use my jet boots, I want it to dash. And I think that could be really cool of building essentially the character that you want. Because 
some games I've played, the upgrades have been kind of shit. And I've been like, I'm not going to yeah. use this because I just don't like it. But if you can say, I've got jet boots and I want them to do exactly what I want them to do, and they'll do that every time, that could be really cool. Um, but then it makes it a much, much lighter on the coding side of it, mm-hmm. but still gives you a lot of control over how your character plays based on the buttons that you press. And I think also that could be really cool. And I don't know which one I prefer. I think it's option <laughs> two for me, uh, where it's a little bit lighter. It's not if door, then door or open or whatever. Um, but it gives you finer control over the character and their equipment. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but also, <laughs> I really like the idea of scanning the boss and then knowing the weak spot and saying, if yeah, weak spot, stuff. then shoot I love or that. whatever. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that. Um, the whole scan to unlock things. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know what it is for me. Uh, I like both. Both's cool. <laughs> Chris, James, what are, you, what are you guys thinking? So it's we great. both just looked at each other, waiting for us <laughs> to start speaking. And then we spoke at the same time. So James, you can Lovely. get this. Yeah, yeah I, I like British. what uh, Thomas described as option two. I think that's a much more, uh, you know, action sort of goes well with the type of gameplay that I'm imagining. Uh, I still think there's a chance to have some of that wackiness and that randomness, even with a limited set of choices where you could still join things together and, you know, have a bit of if door is door, but not be a bit lighter on it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I color me intrigued. Yes. So what this is called, if door, then door. Is that, yeah. <laughs> that is the fun title, but I get the feeling like it should probably, if we want to try to sell this at some point, we can't sell it as if door, then door. Robo then, door. Then what but, should it be called? But for the, for the purposes of this podcast, it is absolutely called if door, then door. <laughs> door is door. Because God, we need another robot if statement episode. I think <laughs> <A> logic gate. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, Jesus, yeah, logic gate. I think if game, then option two. Um, oh, for fuck's sake. thanks, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I just prefer that style uh, a little bit more. I like a lot of what we discussed, but just that version is, is more for me. Yeah, and I would absolutely be the same as well. I, of the two options, I want the programming bit to be a fun gimmick with cool experimental ideas, but it shouldn't be the main game. The main game shouldn't be sitting mm-hmm. there trying to figure out everything about the code. That could be some fun efficiency optimization, maybe, but mostly it's a it's a cool actiony Metroidvania where the methods of upgrading is a has this little cool gimmick to it. I think mostly perfect. And you know what that means? It means we can treat these nodes as a resource that you lose when you die. And now we have oh, a road light, baby. Yay, <laughs> we got a road <laughs> Back out of the game, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right, if if you... Oh, Oh, there it is. (laughs) All right, look, if you think it should or shouldn't be a roguelike... Uh, if you want it to be more of a heavy puzzle game, be, fuck if you, you. <laughs> um, don't contact us, fuck off. Um, uh, if you agree with us, if you agree, also then you can off. contact us. Uh, where can they? Where can they speak to us, Tom? They can speak to us on our Twitter at uh, Pitch Please Pod without any vowels. Uh, or well, in there the is comments an O. On That's YouTube. Right. Wait, is there a no? Nope. No, that's been removed. Nope. You've removed <laughs> the no. It was removed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, or in the YouTube comments, or in the reviews on iTunes, or in the Google Play reviews, or 
on Discord, DM oh, yeah, us. Yeah, all of those. Or you can uh, <laughs> DM just, us. Please just call us find, out. Just find come our to our old accounts on yeah. MySpace and friend us on there and talk to us there. Club or Penguin. send us a pigeon. Or Club Penguin. <laughs> you can find me on Have a Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> all right, amazing. If you, if you like this game, if you want to chat, Club Penguin us. Um, <laughs> until then. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks very much for listening. Oh, Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, see you in Club Penguin. I'm going to go door so hard right now. <laughs> I'm going to go door. <laughs>